What's going on? We're here for another episode of Lifting Coast. What's good, man? Everything's good in the F1 world. Alex Albon is back in Williams. We're headed to the Temple of Speed. What do you want to talk about first, Kurt? I feel like we just had such an action-packed week in F1. You know, we just were on here talking about the news with um, George Russell to Mercedes and Bottas to Alpha. Um, we're leading up to this incredible circuit in Italy, Monza, the Temple of Speed, the fastest track on the on the calendar. And now you, you add in um, Alex Albon's return to F1. I just feel like we've had so much happen in a few days. There is so much that happened. Got to kind of unpack everything. How do you feel about the Albon move first and foremost? I, I think that Alex Albon's entry into F1 was really difficult. Um, there, are all, there are very few athletes in the world that can come into a sport and dominate or make an impact early on. You think of the Ronaldos, the Messis, the LeBron James, the Tiger Woods, the Serena Williams, the Lewis Hamiltons, um, Max Verstappen. Albon was never, he is not that elite to come in and dominate on a championship team. So I just feel like as someone who's as talented as him, just not at that next level, it was really difficult because he's not, he was not put in a position to win and he had one year, it didn't work out. So for him to come back to F1 in a Williams car, heading into a new era of the sport, I think that he's going to thrive. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll ask you this before I give you my thoughts. Is the second hardest job in F1 being the secondary driver to Max Verstappen? Red Bull is a team that has only one goal, and that is to win a championship. And that means beating Mercedes. So when you look at the turnover they had, um, even if you go back to Vettel, Ricardo, Max, Checo, Pierre Gasly, Albon, I mean, just so much turnover. So for a young guy coming into that, it doesn't matter whether he was a second driver. You have to have podiums. And Alex struggled. Yeah, and I know he struggled with that. But what I more mean is, like, you said that the hardest job is to be behind Lewis Hamilton. Would you say that being behind Max Verstappen is the second hardest job? I definitely think it's the second hardest job because the expectation is to win. And if you can't, it's a team that doesn't want to waste time. So they realized that he was a young talent and they didn't want to spend the time to develop him in a Red Bull seat. They would develop him somewhere else, but not in the main. So why do you think they don't bring him to Toro Rosso or AlphaTauri? I think that, um, to be honest, I just think that they have kind of moved on from him and they're prioritizing... Um, Gasly, I think they still believe there's something there with Gasly down the road. And um, with Yuki, I mean, irrespective of, uh, you know, his tantrums that he throws, he's hot-headed, he's young, uh, and they probably see more upside with Yuki. Yeah, I think Yuki is a whole different story. But you're right, there's been so much turnover. Like, you've listed, what, five drivers in the last three three years? And I feel like I'm missing one, but... Regardless, they've had Danny a ton of turnovers. Kiv yeah, Kiva? that's right. That's right. <laughs> Shout out to him, man. He's no longer an F1. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not a big believer now, but honestly, like. But you've only had a small sample size to look at him. And I don't disagree with you, but I'm just, I'm not high on him. That's it. Like, it's just no like different not, <laughs> the way that I look at George. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that. You're not high on George and I'm not high on Alex. That's just, just how I feel about it. Because the difference is that Alex had a very, very, very strong car. And he scored half the points that Sergio did. And I don't care if I don't care if he's half the age or he's not as experienced. You know, Alex still scored 197 points. Yeah, I'm talking about at the point where they were, right? But when you think of his short career, 
how many drivers that have had multi-year careers don't even have 50 points, yet alone almost 200. Yeah. It's not like he uh, it was just bad. There were a lot of, you know, I, I said it with George, there's going to be a lot of fourth place finishes. That's what Alex did. It was a lot of fourth and there's fifth place finishes. There's also some like 10th place finishes. And Look, Checo's had multiple finishes that aren't in, in the top five. Checo's also had a win. <laughs> so I, that's my point is these young drivers, to expect them to have podiums, there's only a select few in the entire world across all sports that can perform right away. So let me ask you this. What does a successful season at Williams look like for Alex Albon? Barring that they're a mid-pack car. Because I, I have a feeling Williams is going to bounce back after the new rule changes. I've told um, many people over the last few days that you cannot go into next year thinking that it's 100% given that Mercedes and Red Bull are going to be the top two teams. There is a very likely chance that they will be the top two teams. But when you head into a new era, there is an, a very, very fair or even playing field for the first year. After that, teams will figure it out. And obviously, the teams that have the most resources will excel. But in that first year, Red Bull's losing Honda. They're, they have to figure out how to become their own constructor with using their own engine. There's going to be so much unknown. So even when you look at Bottas to Alpha, Alpha is not, who knows? They could be good. Look at what happened when we went into this hybrid era. Mercedes dominated. They were nobody in F1 prior. And I they think- They were always a, like a mid-pack team, like fourth. But exactly. They were not mm -hmm. this. And I think going into this new era, it will allow teams that have not performed well in the previous era to, to kind of reevaluate Excel. And I think with Albon and Williams, it's going to be about constantly competing between 7th and 10th. I think that's the next step. You're going with 7th or 10th? 7th to 10th. I think I, that's, I think that's what we want to see. I think they're making a jump. I think they're going up to 5th or 4th. I have a feeling that Williams is going to take back some of its former glory and make a big jump. They have the backing with their new ownership, obviously. Actually, no, I can't say 4th or 5th because... They have Latifi on the roster, and I don't believe in Latifi. I know. Fourth or fifth was extremely high. But regardless, you know, I, I just, I'm going into this new era with no expectations until I see, um, you know, until I see what happens in the first few races because there are just so many unknowns. We've got, you know, there's barriers on a expenditure standpoint, although there are loopholes. We have a completely brand new car. Ferrari has so much money, and look how badly they botched the hybrid era. They built a shitty car. Yeah. Mercedes well, could build a shitty car. It ain't happening. We got Toto. Ferrari did. And that just shows you that when you head into these new eras, it is fair play for anyone. Yeah, but Ferrari had, didn't have the same management when they were a dominant team, right? It's, sure. But the same management that got it right on the hybrid era with Red Bull and Mercedes could fuck it up on this. Hey, let's not discuss that on this pod. This is about Alex Albon. And we're going to talk about the next seat. So Alfa Romeo has the only remaining seat. So there's there's people like Nick DeVries. I, I can't even pronounce his name. You said it right. And then there's Guyang Zhu. I don't even know if I said that right. I'm Oriental as well. But they're saying that they're willing to pay almost $30 million in sponsorship money. And I'm assuming it's Chinese money because he's from China for him to be in an Alfa Romeo. Do you think that happens? It's a bag. <sighs> you know, we saw the bag with Haas. And obviously in this sport, you can't put it past anything. So I wouldn't be surprised. What I will tell you is Antonio Giovinazzi is not in F1 next year. He's not staying. I don't think that's a hot take. Okay, so who out of kind of your 
candidates will take that seat. I actually think he's going to take the seat. Remember, I, I kind of mentioned on one of the first episodes I hopped on is that there's a Chinese driver and he's sounding pretty favorable because he has money coming with him. I think he takes the seat. But who do you have? I think with Bottas coming into Alpha, he will have a lot of say in it, the way that they're kind of prioritizing him with this team. So they want to be competitive. Sure, you can bring money, but you have to be able to drive. I have no context or background on Guyan. So, I think he's a pretty successful F2 driver. So that's my stance on it. I think they will find the best driver that's available. And who knows whether it's bringing in someone new from Formula E or someone from an F2. But there are also a lot of experienced drivers that are still out there, whether it's a Hulkenberg, a Kiv- Danny Kvyat. There's lots of talent. I was going to um, ask you, does Hulkenberg make his return to F1? So, you know, <laughs> you just you can't count that out. And I think if you're alpha, you have to look at everything, both young um, and old because experience does matter. Not 40-year-old old, but maybe some some drivers that are out of F1 that are in their prime as far as age. Okay, that's fair. I just think that money talks in terms of F1, especially when you're a lower team. And we all know Alfa Romero's not scoring more than probably 20 points in this total season. So, you know, $30 million goes a long way for a, for a lower team. Yeah, but you're saying, again, like I said, we just said with this with Williams. Alpha does have backing. They have financial stability. Do they they're, have they're financial stability? They're a sovereign stability? team that has a huge commitment from Alfa Romeo, which is a pretty decent sized auto manufacturer globally. Yeah, but Mercedes still loses money and they're the biggest. For sure. And Alpha, is, this is, again, it's a marketing play. Alfa Romeo is spending a lot of money. So you don't think the bag ma- matters? I don't think the cost. bag matters. I think for them, they want to compete to drive a return on those advertising dollars that ends up selling cars in Alfa Romeo showrooms. Okay, so shout out to one of our other shows called No Pump Fakes, but I don't want you pump faking here. No fakes. Who's going to be in Alfa Romeo seat? No can be. Put one name on it. Nick DeVries. Okay, I like that. I mean, him and Bottas probably have a relationship. I think that's a good call. I'm going with Zoo. Okay. I'll see my boy Zoo. I want to see him represent for the Chinese people. So... We'll see. I'm hoping that before this weekend we get um, that final seat filled, then we know what the grid's going to look like. Um, as far as just back to Alex, congratulations. I'm, I'm excited for him. I think that he will develop in Williams and he'll excel in this new era. We'll see him climb the ranks. But switching gears, I am super excited for this weekend. Are you excited? I'm more nervous because I just want to see. I want to see Lewis. I, we need to see Lewis win number 100. That's Lewis is going to win. He yeah. is going to win. But if this he is, doesn't, if he doesn't, I think Mercedes fans are going to be very dejected. Like, I feel like if Max wins, like, what is this? His sixth race in a row that he's actually raced with a proper car, yeah. no incidents. I think it's going to feel like very a very defeated season. A very, it'll be a massive, massive blow. Um but when you look at this track and you just have to look at the picture of the track, you're like the amount of straights, the chicanes are so fast. Like you are pretty much at full throttle the entire time. It's temple of speed, baby. It is incredibly fast. The takeovers, the DRS zones. And I think that um, everyone says Mercedes is not as fast as Red Bull. I disagree. They're Toto, everyone back at the factory, they are ready for Monza. You think they're ready for Monza? Um, just a little throwback to Monza. I'm sure you saw the F1 post. What's your favorite moment in Monza? Like that you you know remember how they posted a couple of videos a couple of days ago? I like when Charles won in 2019. I thought that was a great moment. 
I mean, if we're talking like modern, yeah, because it was Charles is, was, I mean, he's still so young. So to think that in 2019 in a Ferrari car with the Tifosi there, yeah, I mean, that that's an incredible moment. I, I'm all for it. Um, or Pierre Gasly's last year was a great moment as well. Yeah. There's a couple great moments in Monza. Definitely. Monza's, th- th- listen, there is room for variation. Um, because so you're putting on wax at all. Well, number 100 comes here and is another great number 100 is coming to monza lewis is getting it this is we've had points throughout the season this is another one of those points where mercedes needs it otherwise the blow is going to be too big yeah it's going to be a huge blow if max silverstone again. was one of them um we obviously all know what happened there we need that again this week so lewis comes up with the clutch factor he comes out with the clutch factor. And I think that Bottas is racing with a level of maybe ease, knowing that his future and everything is done. He doesn't have to worry about deflecting media. He's going to be calm and ready as well. And I think that he will definitely help the Mercedes team. Okay, so how much does Lewis win by? Quite a bit or just a little bit? Um, Oh, no, it's going to be right down to the wire, man. Right down to the wire? I think there's going to be quite a significant amount of defending that needs to be done. And Mercedes, their car was always designed to lead, not to follow. So Saturday with the sprint race, oh my goodness. Th- this is the scariest part for me because the sprint race is a race. Crashes can happen. There's a chance that like Mercedes doesn't even start on the grid on Sunday. So if they do win, that means he's only 0.5 points behind Max because yes, you get three points. That's right. So that's another big thing. Oh my God, the sprint race gives me so much like just nerves oh I, but at the same time you must be excited for the sprint race it's it's just pure driving there's no tire management I, there's listen, no fuel management it's i love it it's incredibly exciting for it's the racing sport, at its most but it is form. just like holy you know last time with the sprint race i think uh was it checo that had to start Checo spun out yeah he, so, so yeah. he started last right and it's like shit man that's gonna be crazy this weekend in italy Poof, I'm locked in. Okay, day by day, Friday. So we're going to have it in on the offices. We're probably going to pull up a little TV, have it on. What does what the qualifying on Friday look like? Qualifying on Friday. Who's P1? Uh, who's, who's pole position for the sprint? It's Lewis all the way. Who's P2? It's going to be Max, and then it's going to be Valtteri. Where does Charles and Lando sit? I think, I think Lando is going to struggle on this track. You think so? McLaren's yeah. had some of the best pace. Charles knows the track. He's won there. I think Charles and Pierre will be ahead of Lando. I, th- I can see a Lando in six. So you're going to say Lewis one, Max two, Bottas three. Uh, Charles four. Charles four. Pierre five. And then Lando six. I got I got Merck on the front row. Max third. Lando fourth. Charles fifth. And I'm going to put my, da- my boy Danny Ricardo sixth. And then I got wow. Pierre Gasly. That's what I got. Wow, Danny. I think Danny the honey Dan, badger. Danny has a lot of experience on Monza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I think I think I think Danny will have a good showing. Um nothing will make me happier than a, a complete sweep of the weekend. <laughs> like first in the sprint, first in the race, maximum points. And I think Checo spins out again, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So we'll on to day two, the sprint. What does the sprint look like? Who spins out? Oh, 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 listen, all I hope for the sprint is that there's no incidents down to the first turn. I think Lewis finishes first. I think Max overtakes Bottas. So I think Sunday starts 
Lewis one max to yeah, a little Mercedes three. sandwich. Yeah, that's how I feel it's gonna happen. You know, Mercedes just needs to. I think my biggest concern with them this season has been their starts. Max has had the best starts the majority of the way. Um, Mercedes has just struggled getting off the line fast. I would say that Max has just been great at starts. I mean, Max hasn't had a single bad start in all his races, I'm pretty sure. It just pains me because he has been so good. So how great has Max been this season? Like, what would you rate him out of 10 so far? I know you're not a Max fan. I think he's, the fact is, he is so young, but with the amount of reps that he's already had under his belt, he is maturing faster than the average driver, and there's that greatness factor. Max is great. That's the thing about it is, look what he is doing right now against Lewis. And... I'm just not going to be a happy guy if I have to live through the next 10 years of Max being at the top of F1. I mean, you could turn around and it could be same thing as Lewis, where Lewis won his first in 2008 and he didn't win till 2014. Very so, true. You never know what's going to happen there. I, my whole thing is I think Max has been great. I'm not a Max fan. Put it on wax. Max, I don't like you at all. But hey, you've been great. Um, so let's bring it back to just the race and uh, the sprint and obviously the big race on Sunday. Who's your standout driver, you think? Who will have a really good day that we'd expect? Where does George finish? Those questions. I think that Williams scores points. Both drivers. Wow. Williams has looked good. I think that obviously Haas is... 1920. Trash. And I think, um, and I hate to say it, but I think there's just too many issues with the Aston Martin. They just can't find the pace. Um it's been such a disappointing season for them. Vettel has been the only bright spot, but I think that they struggle on this track. Um, and I also think that um, Signs doesn't get in the points. Wow. Okay, so here's a quick, quick question for you. Esteban or Fernando? Oh, Fernando. Does Latifi ever out-qualify George before he leaves Williams by the end of the year? No. Does Ricardo beat Lando more than three times for the rest of the year? No. Interesting. <laughs> hey, man, it, those are that's a little rapid fire. I agree with you. I, I other than your science point point, nah. I think science finishes <laughs> in points. I he's always finished in points pretty much, other than DNFs. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. He's I very consistent. It's gonna be um, a very very, you know, let's. It's going to be a great weekend. I'm excited for it. But your thing is that you think Charles has the best weekend overall or Pierre? I think um, Charles has a great showing. It's their track. Who's yeah. your driver of the weekend like prediction? Is it Charles? My driver of the weekend is going to be Lewis because it's the biggest weekend to date for the for the Mercedes team. Well, I'm talking about like driver of the day. Like, you know, driver of the race. Who Who's your prediction? Um, I think it's going to be George Russell. You think it's going to be George? I, don't I think, think it's George, be George is going to have his, you know, best real finish in, in a Williams. When I say real, you know, not getting a podium because of rain. Um, I don't believe in George to be driver of the day. I don't feel like he ever has been other than in, when he was in the Mercedes car. I got Charles. Okay. Charles is driver of the day. Well, look, that that Alex Albon is going to Williams. We've got one more seat available in, in F1 for next year. We've got the Temple of Speed coming up. Any closing thoughts? Go Mercedes and go George Russell. That's it. 
right. We'll see you guys back in a few days. Um, you know how to do. Share. Uh, thanks for your love. And um, we'll, see, we'll see you before the weekend. And make sure you guys hit up our mailbox if you guys have any questions. We want to hear from you guys. So make sure you guys hit us up. But that's it from us. Peace. Peace. Peace.